0: You're listening to the Circe Podcast Network. I'm Joshua Gibbs and this is Proverbial, the podcast where we explore the wisdom of the ages as it comes to us in Proverbs, by which I mean wise sayings a man may live by if he's not so arrogant as to think himself special. Episode 88, What Could Go Wrong? Today's proverb is unattributed, though it's probably English. I'll read it twice. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Once more, don't put all your eggs in one basket. This is first a proverb about money, I think. It's a proverb about investments. Don't put all your investments in one outcome, in one stock or bond. Don't put all your investment money in one piece of real estate, in one commodity. However, proverbs that are about money tend to have a very broad application. Because money sits close to the heart of man, right? Where your money is, there your heart will be also, as the Lord says. And so we can learn a lot about the human heart by considering the desire for money. Not the love of money, just the desire of money, the need for money. You learn a lot about human nature in thinking about money. Economists understand people. Maybe not like theologians do, but they understand them. There was a show several months ago on one of my favorite proverbs. Bad money drives out good money. What's true of money is true of people, right? As a teacher, I know this is true. Bad students drive out good students. Bad theology drives out good theology. Bad taste drives out good taste. Bad taste will box out your desire to listen to good things and read good things. Why do people put all their eggs in one basket? You can know an awful lot about why you shouldn't do it by figuring out what tempts people to do it. So imagine a farmer with a basket going out to the hen house, finds a bumper crop of eggs. More eggs than are usually there for a Tuesday morning. And he starts putting those eggs in that basket, and the eggs fill up that basket quick, and they reach over the brim, and he starts thinking, man, maybe I ought to get in it. This is getting heavy. Maybe I should get another basket. What are the reasons that farmer is tempted to put all his eggs in one basket? If we're going to take the proverb at face value, if we're going to see what we can discover about what's underneath by paying attention to the surface first, why is your average farmer going to put all his eggs in one basket? Well, I mean, to begin with, it's more convenient to put all your eggs in one basket. You only have one basket. Now, the fact that you only have one basket doesn't mean you have to put all your eggs in it. You can take half the eggs on one trip and half the eggs on another trip, but that's time-consuming. It's convenient. It's quicker to put all your eggs in one basket. If I don't put all the eggs in one basket, says the farmer, I've got to take multiple trips between the hen house and the kitchen. If you saw a man carrying all his eggs in a basket, one basket, and somehow you knew that this was all the eggs he had, and you quoted to him, don't put all your eggs in one basket, what are likely to be the replies? First, it's convenient. Second, "Mm, this basket is different. It's special. It's not like the other baskets. Trust me. You can drop this basket and the eggs won't break. That's what they told me at the basket store. Third reason, this is a child's reason right here. This is really more of a young person's reason. Look, I'm a very careful person. So there's no need to worry that I'll drop these. I know what I'm doing. Fourth reason, well, look, I don't have many eggs to begin with. What's the point in splitting up five eggs into multiple baskets? I'll look like an idiot. What's the point in taking three eggs from the hen house to the kitchen and then two a minute later? They'll all, all five of my eggs, all five, wow, five, they'll all fit in the bottom of the basket. It would be a little self-aggrandizing to make this two trips. Fifth reason? Well... I have several baskets, but I like this one the best. This is my most stylish basket. This is my most fashionable basket. People are going to see me carrying the basket. And if I don't put all my eggs in this basket, they won't know how many eggs I have. And I'm a man with a lot of eggs, and I want people to see all my eggs. Besides, my other basket, my other egg basket is ugly and old fashioned, and I don't like using it anymore. I don't even know why. I I still have it. I'm going to go throw it away right now. Sixth reason look, I know eggs. I know baskets, and you don't, so don't tell me what to do with my eggs. Seventh, I've put all my eggs in this basket before. Nothing bad happened. I'll be fine. Eighth, if anything happens, I can always get more eggs. Ninth reason why we put all our eggs in one basket. Well, you put all your eggs in one basket and it worked out okay for you. So who are you to talk? Tenth reason, I'm really not putting the eggs in one basket. I'm really putting... The basket underneath and around the eggs. So the eggs aren't in the basket. This is an important distinction. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Why? Because you're a klutz. And you're going to trip and drop it. Now you might not trip and drop the basket this time. But you're going to eventually... Don't put all your eggs in one basket means everything under the sun is going to let you down eventually. There are two ways in which things come to pass. I tell this to my students in the classroom all the time. There's two ways in which things come to pass. You either bring things to pass deliberately or they happen accidentally. It's either on purpose or not. That's the only way that things come to pass. And no one plans to drop a basket full of eggs. And yet baskets of eggs are dropped, which means it's possible to accidentally drop a basket of eggs. Things happen that are beyond your control. You can't control whether you drop a basket or not all the time. But here's what you can control. You can control whether you put all the eggs in that basket. This is an important distinction. There are things you can control and things that you can't. And you've got to take stock of the things that are liable to chance, the things that fall under the reign of chance and the sorts of deliberate acts that you have control over that are not liable to fortune. So you're the one who decides to put the eggs in the basket. You cannot decide once and for all, forever, that you're never going to drop a basket of eggs again, but you can decide how many you put in it. I have lost count of the number of times that I have chided my children for doing something and then turned around and done the same thing like 10, not 10 seconds later, a couple weeks ago, we're sitting at the dinner table. You should know this. I don't know if I've met, I don't know if I've said this before. I have one of my children is a klutz. It's my younger child. My younger child is a klutz. But what's interesting about her is that she's also lucky. She's this lucky klutz. Like, she wins drawings and prizes. Her name is chosen. She's like that. But this child has, like, fallen and broken bones once a year for the last three years. She's... Highly subject to luck. Both good luck and bad luck. But she's kind of a klutz too. I don't know that all those broken bones are merely chance. A couple weeks ago at the dinner table, she's got a bite of something, I don't remember what it was, on a fork. And she's bringing it to her mouth, and it falls, and it's and it's wet. Like whatever the food was. I don't remember pot roast mashed potatoes. It was not... Dry food. So it falls from her fork, lands in her lap, rolls off her lap, and onto the floor. So she greases her food. The food lands on the floor, it's not edible anymore. And I look at her and I say, hey, Be careful. And not 10 seconds later, I did the exact same thing. Onto my clothes onto the floor. There are some things in your control and some things that aren't. You cannot control whether you're going to spill your food, but you can control whether you chastise others for spilling their food, right? Because in that moment when that food fell from my fork to my lap and from my lap to the floor, I wasn't thinking I shouldn't have spilled this. I was thinking I shouldn't have snapped at my daughter. Because I can't control whether I'm going to spill the food. I can control whether I snap at her. Don't put all your eggs in one basket is about accidents. It's about all the myriads of things which happen unintentionally, all the unforeseen events of life. I'm teaching Paradise Lost right now in some classes at at Veritas. And over the last several days, I was, as I often do, looking through collections of Proverbs, trying to find something that caught my attention to do this show on. And Paradise Lost is a remarkable book, and all of the Proverbs, I I was debating between maybe three or four Proverbs for this show, the eggs show that I'm doing right now. And Paradise Lost seemed to offer an explanation of all of the Proverbs. Paradise Lost, remarkable book. All the Proverbs seem justified, explained, explored in Paradise Lost. This one too, though, don't put all your eggs in one basket. In book nine of Paradise Lost, on the morning of the day in which the fall of man occurs, Eve wakes up and after she and Adam say their morning prayer, she says, what if we went our separate ways today and just did a little work by ourselves? Don't you think that would be nice? I think that we could get more done that way When we're together all the time with when, when we're within earshot of one another all the time We distract each other And we get off in these conversations And we let go of our work And we don't accomplish enough by the end of the day So maybe if we went our separate ways We wouldn't distract each other We could get more done And Adam says, look, we weren't created to get things done we were created to take delight in one another, to take delight in God, to take delight in this earth. God, getting things done is not all that important to God. If getting things done, if getting the garden, if getting the whole earth in tip-top shape were super important, if this was a primary concern of God, he would have created more than two of us. But the fact that he only created two of us is an important sign or an important lesson about What God's priorities are. So we have to work. We have to work, but it's not important to get things done. And when Eve hears this, she says, Oh, I know what the problem is. You don't trust me to go off on my own. You think my faith is weaker than your faith. You think if the enemy came to tempt me, I would fail unless you were near. And Adam says, that is not true. Nay. It's not that I credit your faith less than mine. It's that accidents happen. I'm not accusing you of malice or fraud. I don't think that you're planning something sinister. But you could mistake higher things for lower. It could be an honest mistake. You could be tricked. I'm not saying you're gonna do something bad, but bad things happen when you don't plan them to happen. That's what it means to be tricked. And there's a sense in which tricks and accidents have something important in common, which is that they're both unintentional, right? If you're tricked, you don't do something foolish or wrong intentionally. It's beyond intention. And the same is true if you trip down the stairs and break your ankle. It was unintentional. So in in that sense, I think that there's this curious likeness between tricks and accidents. And Adam says to her, you've got to take... The trickery of Satan, seriously, you've got to take the possibility of accidents seriously. He says, consider Satan for a moment. We know, they know about the fall, they've heard the whole story, the rebellion in heaven, the war with Michael. Milton also has the archangel Raphael come down and teach Adam. Cosmology, history, theology, philosophy, anthropology, little science. Adam says, Satan tricked angels. Not even angels are above accidents. Angels are older and wiser than we are. Angels are our teachers. Angels ascend to heaven, descend to earth. They see God plainly face to face. Angels are more glorious than we are. They are higher than we are. And yet, even angels can fall. That's how cunning the devil is. So it's not that I think you're going to do something wrong intentionally, but you have to take accidents seriously. Because we're not the Lord. We're not almighty. Only the Lord does not need to fear accidents. You've got to take into account your own limitations, your weakness, the unpredictability of the world, the uncertainty of the world, and the cunning of your enemy. We don't need to base our life on fear of the unknown, but you need to respect the unknown. Adam isn't saying to his wife, we have an enemy out there. He's going to try to trap us. Let's go bury ourselves in a cave and never come out. He wants life to continue as normal, but with some precautions. Let's not be risky. Let's not be needlessly risky. And he acknowledges that they could accomplish more if they split up. Still, the risk is needless. It's not that the risk couldn't pay off, but it's still needless. The fact that a risk could pay off doesn't make it necessary. You don't base your life on fear of the unknown, but you respect it. Don't don't put all your eggs in one basket. doesn't mean don't put any eggs in any basket. You've got to set aside a 10th for the unknown. You don't center your life on the unknown, but you leave room for the unknown. So, this proverb doesn't mean don't make mistakes. Don't make mistakes isn't a proverb. That's just a truism that you say to other people when you're angry. The proverb is more don't believe that you can always avoid making mistakes. Your first mistake is in planning all mistakes or in assuming that any earthly thing or earthly endeavor is beyond the reach of fortune. Don't put all your eggs in one basket is not just about having a savings account because there are political baskets as well or political eggs. There are people who put all their political eggs in one basket. All their emotional eggs in one basket. There are people who put all their eggs in the Republican basket, the Libertarian basket, the Socialist basket, and they say, This is the basket that can keep all my eggs safe. Don't put all your eggs in one basket is a reminder that bad luck imposes limits on everyone and that your own intellect is limited. Your intentions are not sufficient to keep you happy forever or to keep you successful forever. Every basket is going to fail you at some point. People that put all their eggs in one basket make an idol of the basket. Baskets are sold as a divine thing. A thing Beyond the reach of fortune and accident. Those are the kind of baskets we want to put all our eggs in. Baskets that have tricked us. A basket that you're confident will never fail you is more likely to fail you than other baskets. It's a horrible irony. A basket that you're confident is not going to fail you. Probably going to fail you first. Why? Because any basket that you're convinced will not fail you has not been around for that long. It hasn't been used much. It hasn't accomplished much. Anything you're convinced can't fail you can't have been around for that long. Because every old basket has been used long enough to have been dropped a few times.